Good afternoon and welcome to your Royal Rooters podcast, your hub for your six, nine-time World Series champion, Boston Red Sox, your six-time Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots, your 17-time NBA champion, Boston Celtics, your six-time Stanley Cup champion, Boston Bruins, your 11-time national champions in football, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, your 51-time Scottish Premier League champion, Celtic football, your six-time your six-time English Premier League champion, Chelsea football, your Gonzaga basketball, men's basketball, Bulldogs, your Wright State Raiders baseball team, and your five-time national champions in hockey, the Boston College Eagles. I'm your host, Tom O'Shea, also known as the T.O. Swiggins, also known as the Junkyard Dog, and you can't change that. All right. One year. It has been one year since we started this thing. One year. My, oh, my. How a year has gone by. How a year has gone by. And we originally started this as a Red Sox podcast. But decided, you know what, around April or so, or I mean uh, September or so, or like um, early September, like the first week uh, the Patriots were playing uh, Steelers as um, and like celebrating the whole uh, win the uh, Super Bowl uh, 53. They, we decided, you know what, let's just go for it. Let's do everybody else. Yeah, and, then, and you know how it grows. Like, we just started out with, like, Red Sox, Patriots, Celtics, Bruins, and uh, Notre Dame football. Now we grow into, like, Celtic football, Chelsea football, Gonzaga men's basketball, Wright State baseball, and then, uh, yeah, Boston College hockey. So, yeah, we have grown. I do, like, before we start, I do want to thank, like, all of our, like, the listeners or, like, people who played this, like, people from the United States, like, Illinois, Virginia, Indiana, Washington, as in Washington State, California, um, New Jersey, um, Oregon, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Utah, and uh, Arizona. And then internationally, too, like, people from Ireland, Germany, uh, India, and Canada. I want to thank all those people, like, and some of the people who are sticking around and stuff have been sticking around and listening to. Yeah, thanks for doing that. What a year! Hopefully, next this this second year will be really good too. I hope it does. Yeah. All right, so let's get down to business. Red Sox baseball. So they played Sunday, and then um, Ryan Weber was on the mound, and he just stunk, and he basically just gave up, like, three runs. Red Sox did try to come back, but in the end, and they did get their uh, get home runs from uh, Christian Vasquez and uh, Kevin Pillar, but it was to no avail as the Red Sox ended up losing to the Orioles. 7-4, breaking their record to 2-1. And, and then Monday they played, and then Josh Ojic came on the mound and, like, basically, yeah, stunk it up, too. Yeah, basically to a really bad Mets team. Yeah, we actually gave Pete Alonso his first hit of the season. Yeah. But though, though uh, home runs from uh, Mitch Moreland and Bogarts uh, still were not enough as the Red Sox lost this game. 7-4 again to the Mets. And then they played on Tuesday. And then, yeah, there was – yeah, Matt Hall basically came in and really stunk it up too. And then the Red Sox ended up losing 8-3 to the Mets. And cre- decreasing their record to one and four. So, yeah, not really great. And then, so let's see. 
Um, then on t- Wednesday, they played the Mets in New York at City Field. And, yeah, Christian Vasquez was really clutch. And Evaldi pitched really good. He did not pitch great day did on opening day, but he did do enough to get the job done. And the Red Sox end up winning also a close one and end up ending their uh, four-game losing streak. But it was a close one because um, Brandon Workman came in and basically almost, like, gave up the game. It was all a heart attack. But Christian Vasquez was really good. He really, like, came in clutch. And the Red Sox ended up winning 6-4. to four. They're – and 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 uh, fixed their record to two and four. All right, and then on Thursday they played the Mets again to end the series and won that game. Christian Vasquez comes up again with two home runs, a solo home run the second, and a two-run homer in the fourth inning. And the score would stay four to two as the Red Sox end up winning. Martin Perez comes in and pitches a great game and makes up for. Her to our Saturday's game against the Orioles and the Red Sox ended up winning two to four or four to two and increased their record to three and four now. So a game below 500. And then they played on Friday or last night against the Yankees and uh, Ryan Weber. He did pitch really good up until the third inning. And then he basically, yeah, let the bag out. Um, Michael Chavis, the only run came from a was a Michael Chavis home run, and that ended the somewhat no hitter because yeah, yeah. Um, Jordan Montgomery was throwing one, or throwing a perfect game, and yeah, Chavis basically or Chavis basically uh ended with like a solo uh homer in the third inning. So yeah, and the Yankees end up winning five to two, or five to one, and the Red Sox are now five five and three heading into tonight's matchup. Um, against the Yankees, so they are currently in last place in the AL East, by the three. I mean, where who, who would you blame in this situation? I would have to blame the pitching staff. I mean, the pitching staff had not been really good, especially the starting rotation. They've just been giving up home runs, especially in the Orioles and uh, Orioles series and the home, Mets uh, home series against the Mets at home. That was just not great. Yeah, Weber, like, and who, I mean, we only have, like, one really good starter, and that's Evaldi. I mean, Perez has really cleaned it up after uh, Saturday's game, but still everybody else has not really been doing their part. We're kind of hoping that Zach Godley would do his job tonight, but we'll see yeah, against uh, Tanaka. Yeah, yeah, he's come, yeah Tanaka's coming off of uh, the IL, basically, so, yeah. Yeah, after getting drilled by a uh, John Carlos standing line drive in a uh, summer camp, that was not great. You don't want to wish that on your enemies, but still, I mean, yeah, yeah. Christian Vasquez, wow, he's not, I think he's now leading the team in home runs. I I'd be wrong. I could be wrong on that, but I could see. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, Chris, or Christian Vasquez is leading the team with home runs. <clears throat> In front of Mitch Moreland, Xander Bogarts, uh, Michael Chavis, and uh, Kevin Pillar. But there's like only like, yeah, like five people, yeah. Still really good. I mean, yes. Who would have thought that he would, yeah, be doing as great this year? Yeah. Pretty good. Like really cl- clutch home runs. 
Yeah, those games would be L's right now against the Mets if he didn't show up. Yeah, yeah. yeah we got to really thank him for that, yeah. The Moon Man is a section 10 call. I listened to that episode today, and, like, it was pretty funny. Yeah, they call him the Moon Man now. Moon. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah, so um, we're filming or uh, recording before the Red Sox-Yankees game. So, um, <clears throat> so we'll get ready for that. Get that done and out of the way. So, yeah. so anyway, so, yeah, any other business? Not really. Yeah, pitching – Pitching staff sucks. Um, the offense is kind of a little getting back in it, but yeah. And I could see the pitching staff too. I mean, that could be demoralizing to an offense too, to the point where like, yeah, what's the point of like, yeah, trying to, yeah, but we'll see. I mean, the good if the if we do end up being like the worst team in the MLB, it wouldn't even matter anyway because it's a previous season and a good thing too. We do get the number one draft pick. If yeah, the yeah, so yeah, so basically tank for whoever, yeah, whoever the MLB, yeah, so whoever the number one draft pick is, yeah. So, yeah. Any other Red Sox business to adjourn? Nope. Well, um, before we go, uh, or before we go for the rep or in the Red Sox topic, um, there have been talks about like possibly maybe canceling the season. Because there have been positive tests from uh, the Marlins, Phillies, and now the Cardinals now, and their games are getting postponed. So everybody's wondering, if will we finish this season? I don't know. I did see that Rob Manchard says that we will continue playing, but there's going to be some changes. Yeah, like they're going to move some games around, stuff like that. So, yeah, what, what I last saw, here we are. So the Yankees and Phillies series will be played, or the Yankees and Phillies will be played on Monday. Marlins and Orioles played on Tuesday. Phillies may have may have had fall have some false positive tests. What? Unreal. Seven inning double headers. Anybody starting? Oh, actually starting today. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, seven inning double headers. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So any other business? Nope. Okay. All right. On to the Patriots. So the news coming out of this week is a lot of Patriots players are starting to opt out. They're like leading the they're probably leading the NFL in players opting out of this season. Yeah. Let's see who are the guy. So basically. It was Patrick Chung, Marcus Cannon, Dante Hightower, Brandon Bolden. Um, let's see. Today was a um, new wide receiver, um, Mark Marquise Lee, or Marquise Lee decided to opt out to wide receiver, the guy we just acquired. And then it was a formerly acquired running back or fullback, Dan, but uh, Dan Vitel decided to opt out. So. And that's really hard on our defense. Wow. I don't think we have any. Yeah, those are the main leaders, Patrick Chung and Dante Hightower. Yeah, basically. Wow. So, yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe the defense won't be as good this year. Maybe we might start tanking. I don't know. Uh, although, um, 
Bill Belichick came out and did say something about um. Let's see. Yeah, seriously, Bill Pelichick said something, yeah. All right, so let's see. So Bill Belichick says, I respect all of them. Um, I respect all the players on our team. We all have to make decisions. And I talk to those guys, and they explain their situation. They have to make the decision that was best for them. And I totally support and respect it 100%. So, yeah, I could see that. So, yeah. So, yeah, at this point, I'm not even sure we're going to even have an NFL season. Yeah, with everybody's talking like this whole coronavirus and stuff like that, I'm not really sure we're going to have an NFL season, but who knows? Yeah. Just be positive, and hopefully, we might have one. I always say. Now, back I we are playing. I am not a quitter. Reports from Rob Manford. Lane's players. Oh my god! Fire Rob Manford. Oh my lord! So Joe Kelly. Well, going back to the Red Sox, Joe Kelly was uh went back into the news day, so he started to uh, um. He threw or uh, tried to uh, throw at the heads of uh, Alex Bregman and Cal- or Carlos Correa during a last or uh, um, this week's uh, or, or this week's series against the Dodgers Astros and Dodgers. So um, Joe Kelly, who's now a Dodgers pitcher, so he ends up throwing at Bregman, ends up hitting him. He does miss uh, Correa, but then ends up striking him out, and then he basically uh, walks off the mound, and says, "Nice swing, bitch." <laughs> And then that kind of almost started a brawl, and then the MLB decided to uh, suspend Joe Kelly, which I think is a crock of poop. I really think it's a crock of shit. It really is. Especially since, I don't know, like, yeah, really, they're giving, like, the Astros players immunity, but, yeah. I don't know. What the MLB is trying to do, they don't want another uh, steroid uh, error kind of scandal, like what this whole side scandal is going to scandal is so that's why they're trying to bite this in the butt quickly so but still i still like it's i mean seriously i mean yeah, unreal yeah. free joe kelly free him yeah. all right any other red sox or uh patriots report all right celtics news so they played a uh, preseason game preseason skirmishes two of them on um, Sunday and Tuesday before the season started. Let's see what the so they played against the Suns and won that game 117 to 103, and then they played the Rockets on Tuesday and uh, lost that game 137 to 112. Where basically they just played basically their whole bench and stuff like that. And then last night on Friday, they played the Bucks, and they did get off to a really bad start, uh, like seventeen to two drought. And then they started picking it up, and then to the point where, like in the third and fourth quarter, it looked like they were almost going to win this game. Game, 
But thanks to Giannis and to the Kupo, that really didn't happen. And the Bucks ended up winning 119 to 112. A lot of things wouldn't happen to Jason Tatum was off. He went like two for 18 from field goal range. Um, Kemba Walker was restricted, like basically 19 minutes to play. But yeah, but uh, Chase, Chase or uh, Jalen Brown and uh, Marcus Smart were really good last night. I really could uh, congratulate them. Yeah, really, they really did their job to try to wield the team to victory. But it was to no avail, and the Celtics end up losing the restart up uh, the first game of the restart. Yeah, and now are well, actually they are uh, forty three and twenty two. So that's why because they actually carried over uh, the record or like the record of games they have won and lost before the shutdown to this one. So yeah, so like they're still carrying, yeah. Pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. So before game or um during the game last night they all teams are uh every team in the NBA, including the Celtics and the Bucks, wore uh jerseys. Um or uh, basically a uh, commentary or fighting for uh, race or racial or uh, social justice and stuff like that. And a lot of them had like Black Lives Matter, uh, equality, um, education reform, freedom. Yeah, and this Kendra had freedom. freedom. Uh, Jason or Jalen Browns was a liberation. I think it was Gordon here, which was education reform. But yeah, a lot of them kneeled during the national anthem which I'm not really sure what to think about that, but it is their opinion and it is their right to do that. But, yeah. So they did that. One Magic player decided to stand up during the net, or this is like other NBA, NBA um, during the stand-up during the National Anthem and kind of took some heat, but then he explained why he did it. He is for Black Lives Matter, but I don't. he didn't think that's – kneeling during the National Anthem or wearing, like, shirts and uh, jerseys saying Black Lives Matter is really going to, like, do anything. Something like that. But So the Celtics tomorrow will play the Portland Trailblazers at 2.30. So be ready for that. Awesome. All right. Any other business? Nope. All right. So the Bruins. Let's see. So they played a game on a Thursday, a preseason scrimmage, and against the Columbus Blue Jackets. I will not go into this much, but they lost four to three. Posnak's goal was the only goal the Bruins scored to that point. But yeah, they basically yeah, not really great, but still preseason game really gets a crap. Yeah. All right, let's see. Other Bruins news. So, uh, oh, yeah, Anders, Bo- Anders Bjork actually got a contract extension from the Bruins. So a three-year, $1.6 million deal. Another young player started, got, got locked up for a long – or for a good deal. Good deal. So really good. At least they have him for a while. Good. Way to get him locked up. In a way, locked up in a way, like get a contract locked up and stuff like that. So good, great. Yondersburg, Yondersburg is guaranteed a more three more years with the Bruins. Good, yeah, yeah. All right. 
So just waiting for opening day tomorrow against the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, looks like Tuka Rask was out, or uh, today was stayed out practice for today. He uh, was a uh, gave limited time or like did not practice today, so that might not be good. Might have to go to Halak. Yeah, 2 p.m. or whatever time zone you are in against the Flyers at Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. Yeah. The little bubble, one of the two bubble areas for NHL. Yeah. All right. Any other business? All right. Notre Dame football news. All right. So they have now got a new schedule for ACC play. And, um, or ACC play and like they do play one uh, pre or one uh, non-conference game. It's probably going to be Navy trying to make up for that. So yeah, so at home they'll play Clemson, Duke, Florida State, Louisville, Syracuse, and Syracuse. In the way they'll go to Boston College, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, Pitt, and Wake Forest. Right. Times are times and uh, dates are not really uh, been made yet, so. Let's see what other news. Let's see. Yeah, nothing else. Yeah, just about just the schedule and stuff like that. All right. I think we're good. All right, Celtic football. So um they played a two pre or a preseason friendlies this week and they won both both of them they beat ross county which is also a uh scotch premier league team um and won that game two nothing and then they played hibernian and won that game three to one so yeah really good to start the season at celtic park and they also released their uh, away kit jersey this week too so pretty neat so what I think about it, man, not great, but I mean, who I or who am I to decide that? Yeah. So getting ready for tomorrow against Hamilton. Yeah, Hamilton. Open up really for real this time with Scottish Premier League. Yeah. 10.30 yeah, or something like that, yeah. Or late in the morning for us, yeah. All right. Any other Celtics news or Celtic football news? Nope. All right. Chelsea football. All right. So they played uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers this week and then lost or beat or won that game two nothing. So good, very good. And then, but today they played against. Uh, and I watched this game too against uh, Arsenal for the A or FA Cup and lost two nothing. They did get off to a one nothing start, and then later on in the first half, and then later or first half, the Arsenal tied it up, and then in the second half, they basically took the lead and never let it go. And Arsenal is your FA Cup champions. Yuck. Yeah, they were getting a lot of injuries too. Yeah, a lot of their guys like um getting hurt to the point where like a lot of them were getting carried off the field. It's just yeah, it wasn't great. What a way to kind of end. At least the 2020 season before um, 
Champions League. Yeah, which is like going to be like um next week. Let's see who they play. They play Bayern. Bayern. Yeah. All right. On set next Saturday, 2 p.m. for Champions League. Yeah, so it's kind of like the UEFA, uh, UEFA uh, Champions League. So, yeah, so pretty much, yeah. yeah. Well, crap. I was mad about that, yeah. I was mad about something else, but I won't get into too much about that. All right. So, nothing, anything going on with the uh, – Gonzaga basketball, Wright State baseball, or uh, Boston College hockey. Yeah. Still wondering if we will have a season or not for any of those teams, but let's just hope. It's really just hope. Yeah. All right. I think that's about it. Um, a little bit about uh, what I've been watching. I watched a, episode two of uh, season one of Crossing Swords. That's about, about it watching shows and then watch anything else last week yeah a lot of stuff going on last week yeah um so all right so we'll get into we'll take a break and then come back and then wrap up with the the reading off of the, another edition of the book league standings uh just for you guys so don't go anywhere all right so here we are the book league standings all right at number one with two or number one with forty nine percent finish, Warsaw nineteen twenty Lenin's failed conquest of Europe by Amzal Linsky. At number two with forty five percent finish, the Boston Red Sox Killer Bees baseball's best outfield by Jim Prime and Bill Nolan. All right, at number three with forty three percent finish, if these walls can talk, stories from the Boston Red Sox dugout, locker room, and press box by Jerry Remy and Nick Corfordo. At number four with forty two percent finish. Search for God and Guinness, a biography of the beer that changed the world by Stephen Mansfield. At number five, with 39% finish, The Real Pinky Blinders, Billy Kimber, The Birmingham Gang, and The Race Course Wars in the 1920s by Carl Chin. At number six, with 38% uh, finish, The Closer, My Story by Myron Rivera and Wayne Coffey. At number seven, The Great Book, the Great Book of Boston Sports List by Andy by Andy Gersh and uh, Michael Conley, 38% finish. At number eight, with 37% finish, From Darkness to Dynasty, The First 40 Years of the New England Patriots by Jerry Fortin. At number nine, with 35% finish, Tales from the New England Patriots Sidelines, A Collection of the Greatest Patriots Stories Ever Told by Mike Felder. At number 10, with 33% finish, uh, Band of Giants, The Amateur Soldiers Who Won America's Independence by Jack Kelly, 33% finish. All right. At, 11, at number 11 with 33% finish, The Gipper, George Gipp, Nuke Rockney, and The Dramatic Rise of Notre Dame Football by Jack Cavanaugh. At number 12 with 30% finish, Homegrown, How the Red Sox Build a Champion from the Ground Up by Alex Weir. At number 13 with 28% finish, Collision of Empires, the War on the Eastern Front in 1914 by Pritt Butter, 28% finish. At number 14 with 28% finish, The Good, the Bad, and the Grace of God, How Honesty and Pain Taught Us About Faith, Family, and Forgiveness by Jeff and uh, Jacob Robinson. 
Robertson, yeah. At number 15, with 27% finish, Black Mass, Whitey Bulger, the FBI, and a Devil's Deal by Dick Lear and Gerard O'Neill. At number 16, with 26% finish, uh, Kashmir Pulaski, the life, uh, the life and legacy of the Polish commander who became the father of the American cavalry during the Revolutionary War by Charles River Editors. At number twenty-six or at number seventeen with twenty-six percent finish, unbeatable Notre Dame's nineteen eighty-eight championship and the last great college football season by Jerry Barca. At number eighteen with the twenty-five percent finish, nineteen sixteen, a global history by Keith uh, Jeffrey. At number nineteen with twenty-five percent finish, the Vanquish: Why the First World War Failed to End by Robert Gerarf. At number twenty with twenty-four percent finish, a season for the ages: How the 2016 Chicago Cubs brought a World Series championship to the north side by Al Yellow. At number 21 with 24% finish, The Road to Omaha, Hits, Hopes, and the History of the College World Series by Ryan McGee, 24% finish. At number 22 with 23% finish, General Fox Connor, Pershing's Chief of Operations and Eisenhower's Mentor by Stephen Rabliss. At number 23 with 23% finish, Coincidentally, huh? All right. Uh, the Irish Civil War, Law, Execution, and Atrocity by Sean Enright. At number 24 with 23% finish, No Better Place to Die by Robert Murphy. At number 25 with 22% finish, A Brave Black Regiment, The History of the 54th Regiment of Massachusetts Inf Volunteer Infantry from 1863 to 1865 by Captain Louise F. Emilio. At number 26 with 22% finish, Alvin York, a new biography of the hero of the Argon by Douglas V. Mastriano. At number 27 with 22% finish, Death of a Nation, Plantation Politics and the Making of the Democratic Party by Dinesh D'Souza. At number 28 with 22% finish, the best or the 50 best college football teams of all time by Bill Conley. At number 29 with 22% finish, James Conley's 16 Lies by Lorcan Conley or Connells. Right. At number 30 with 21% finish, African Kaiser, General Paul von Leto Volbeck in the Great War in Africa in, 19, in, uh, in Africa 1914 to 1918 by Robert Gowdy, 21% finish. At, at number 31 with 21% finish, uh, Conform, Exposing the Truth of Common Core and the Public Education System by Glenn Beck. At number uh, twenty, at number thirty-two, with twenty-one percent finish, they shall not pass the French army on the Western Front in nineteen fourteen and nineteen eighteen by Ian Sumner. At number thirty-three, with twenty-two percent finish, um, fears how competing for myself changed everything by Allie Raisman. At number thirty-four, with twenty percent finish, relentless, a memoir by uh, Julian Edelman. At number 35 with 19% finish, 59 and 84, Old Hoss Rapburn, Barehanded Baseball, and the Greatest Season a Pitcher Ever Had by Edward Ackhorn. Number 36 with 18% finish, The Allies, Roosevelt, Churchill, Stalin, and the Unlikely Alliance that won World War II by Winston Grome. At number 37 with 18% finish, um, Inside the Billion Dollar or the Arm. The arm inside the billion dollar mystery of the most valuable commodity in sports by Jeff Passan. At number 38 with 18% finish, 
Gallipoli by Alan Moorhead. Number 39 was 17% finish. The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn by Mark Twain. Um, and number 40 was 16% finish. A Mad Catastrophe, The Outbreak of World War I, The Collapse of the Habsburg Empire by Jeffrey Warrow. At number 16, or at number 40, at number 41 was 16% finish. Uh, Boston's 100 ga- Greatest Gamers, ranking the most clutch play athletes in Boston sports history by Rob Sneeton. At number 42 was 16% finish. Dead Wake, The Last Crossing of the Lusitania by Eric Larson. At number 43 was 16% finish. The Kid, The Immortal Life of Ted Williams by Ben Bradley Jr. At number forty, at number forty-four, with a sixteen percent finish, the last of the czars, Nicholas II, and the Russia Revolution by uh, Robert Service. At number forty-five, with sixteen percent finish, nineteen fourteen, the War Years by uh by James Farner. At number uh, forty-six, at number forty-six, with fifteen percent finish, one hundred things Spurs fans should know and do before they die by Mark Monroe. At number forty-seven, with a fifteen percent finish. Wherever the Green is Worn, The Story of the Irish Deporah by Tim Pat Hogan. At number uh, 48 with 14% finish, Irish Boston, A Lively Look at Boston's Colorful Irish Past by, uh, by Michael Queenland. At number 49 with 14% finish, The Kaiser's Army, The German Army in World War I by, ben St- by David Stone. All right. At number, 40, uh, number 50 with 13% finish, the Ultimate Boston Red Sox Time Machine Book by Martin Glitton. All right, at number 51 with a 13% finish, The White War, Life and Death on the Italian Front uh, from 1915 to 1919 by Mark Thompson. At number, four, at number 52 with a 12% finish, Belichick, The Making of the Greatest Football Coach by Ian O'Connor. At number 53 with 12% finish, the Green and the Gray, The Irish and the Confederate States of America by David T. Gleason. At number 54, with a 12% finish, The Guns of August, The Outbreak of World War I by uh, Barbara W. Tuckman. At number 55, with 12% finish, The Lees of Virginia, Seven Generations of an American Family by Paul C. Nigel. At number 56, with 12% finish, The Psalm by Robin, Pry- by Robin Pryor and Trevor Wilson. At number 57 with 11% finish, uh, Don't Put Me In Coach, My Incredible NCAA Journey from the End of the Bench to the End of the Bench by Mark Titus. At number number 58 with 11% finish, Revolutionary Russia from from 1891 to 1991, A History by uh, Orlando Figgis. At number 59, 59 with 10% finish, A World on Fire, Britain's Crucial Role in the American Civil War by Amanda Foreman. At number 60 with a 10% finish, The Boston Celtics, Larry Bird, Bob Cousy, Red Arback, and other legends recall great moments in Celtics history by uh, M- Michael D. McClellan and Jan Foltz. All right, at number 61 with 10% finish, War in the East, A Military History of the Russo-Turkish War, of 1877 and 78 by Quint, by Quinton Berry. At number 62 with 9% finish, a history, a history of the Boston Braves, A Time Gone By by William J. Craig. At number 63, at number 63 with 9% finish, Normandy 44, D-Day and the Epic 77-Day Battle for France by James Holland. At number 64 with 9% finish, The Second World War by Antony Beaver.
At number 65 with 9% finish, the Irish when the Irish invaded Canada, the incredible true story of the Civil War veterans who won America who, who, who fought for Ireland's in the at number 65 with 9% finish, the Irish when the Irish invaded Canada, the incredible true story of the Civil War veterans who fought for Ireland's freedom by Christopher Klein. At number 66 with 8% finish, A Frozen Hell by uh, William R. Trotter. At number 67 with 8% finish, The Conquest of Illinois from 1778 to 1779 by George Rogers Clark. At number 68 with 8% finish, Last Man Standing, The Memoirs, Letters, and Photographs of a Teenage Officer by Richard Van Hitten. All right, at number 69 with 8% finish, Now Taking the Field, Baseball's All-Time Dream Teams for All 30 Franchises by Tom Stone. At number 70 with 8% finish, Dow's Hearts, The British and Canadians in Normandy, 1944 by Ben Kitt. At number 71 with 8% finish, how the Irish Saved Civilization by Tom Cahill. All right, at number 72 with 7% finish, the Decision at Antietam, A Counterfactual History of the Civil War by Andrew J. Heller. All right, at number 73 with 7% finish, No Victory in Valhalla's The Untold Story of the 3rd Battalion of the 506th Parachute Infantry Regiment from Bastogne to Birch's Garden by Ian Gardner and Ed Shames. At number 74 with 7% finish, the Rise and Fall of the British Empire by Lawrence James. At number 75 with 7% finish, Tales from the Green Bay Packers, a collection of the greatest Packers stories ever told by Chuck Carlson. At number 76 with 7% finish, The War the War of 1812, The Forgotten Conflict by Donald R. Hickey. At number 77 with 6% finish, The Boys of Winter, the untold story, the untold story of a coach, a dream, and the 1980 U.S. Olympic hockey team by Wayne Coffey. At number 78 with 6% finish, Brutal Valor, The Tragedy of Insawana by James Macy. All right. At number uh, 79 with 6% finish, The Men Who Lost America, British Leadership and the American Civil War and the American Revolution. At number 79 with 6% finish, The Men Who Lost America, British Leadership, The American Revolution, and The Fate of the Empire by Andrew Jackson Osanishi. At number 80 with 6% finish, Michael Jordan, uh, The Life Life by uh, Rollin Lansenby. Number 81 with 6% finish, uh, 100 Things Sharks Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die by Ross McEwen. Number 82 with 6% finish, Unfinished Business, The Politics of the Sentient or Dis- Dissident Irish Republicanism by Marissa McClenchy. At number 83 with 6% finish, The Years of Endurance from, 17, from 1793 to 1802 by Arthur, by Arthur Bryant. At number 84 with 5% finish, Miracle at Fenway, The Inside Story of the, two, of the Boston Red Sox 2004 Championship Season by Saul Winsky. At number 85 with 5% finish, The Office, The Untold Story of the Greatest Sitcom of the 2000s, An Oral History by Andy Green. At number 86 with 5% finish, 100 Things Wisconsin Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die by uh, Jesse Temple and uh, Barry Alvarez. At number 87 with 5% finish, show, Showboat, The Life and the life of Kobe Bryant by uh, um, Rollin Lansby. Number 88 with 4% finish, 
Celtic football, how the league was won 49 times by uh, David Potter. Well, 51 times. Um, at number 89 with 4% finish, Celtic, the official history by uh, Brian Mc- by Brian Wilson. At number 90 with 4% finish, the dream team, how Michael, Magic, Larry, Charles, and the greatest basketball team of all time conquered the world and changed the game of basketball forever by Jack McCollin. All right, number 91 with 4% finish, The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring by uh, J.R.R. Token. All right, and number 92 with 4% finish, Gettysburg by uh, Stephen W. Sears. And number 93 with 4% finish, The Grim Reaper, The Life uh, the life and Career of a Reluctant Warrior by Stu Grim- Grimson and Kevin Allison. Kevin Allen. And number 94 with 4% finish, Gorilla Days in Ireland, Tom Barry's Autobiography by Tom Barry. Uh, number 95 with 4% finish, If These Walls Can Talk, Stories from the Boston Boston Bruins Ice, Locker Room, and Press Box by Dale Arnold and Matt Collin. And number 96 with 4% finish, Loose Balls by Terry Pluto. And number 97 with 4% finish, the original curse. Did the Chicago did the Cubs throw the 1918 World Series to Babe Ruth's Red Sox and ignited the Black Sox scandal by Sean Devaney? And number 90 or number 98 with 4% finish scribe, My Life in Sports by Bob Ryan. And number 99 with 4% finish, Showtime, Magic Kareem, Riley, and the Los Angeles Lakers Dynasty of the 1980s by Jeff Perlman. And number 100 with 4% finish, Take Me take me to Your Paradise, A History of Celtic-Related Incidents um, and, and Events by Liam Kelly. And number, 100 with four, uh, and number 101 with 3% finish, A Higher Call, a, the, An Incredible True Story of, a combat, of Combat and Chivalry in the War-Torn Skies of World War II by Adam Makos and Larry Alexander. And number 102 with 3% finish, A Patriot's History of the United States from Columbus to America's Age of Entitlement by Larry Swerkart. And number 103 with 3% finish, Aces Are Falling, War Above the Trenches, 1918 by Peter Hart. And number 104 with 3% finish, An Officer in the Iron, in the Iron Brigade by Rufus R. Dawes. At number 105 with 3% finish, Basketball, A Love Story by Jackie McMullen. At number 106 with 3% finish, Bunker Hill, A City, A city, a Siege, and a Revolution by Nathaniel Pilbrick. At 107, The Defense of Sevastopol from 1941 to 1942, A Soviet Perspective by Clayton, by Clayton Donnell. At number 108 with 3% finish, The Fall of Berlin, 1945 by Antony Beaver. And number 109 with 3% finish, Jack Parker's Wise Guys by uh, Tim Rapoli. 110 with 3% finish, The Reagan Diaries by Ronald Reagan. At 101 with the uh, 100, or 111 with uh, 3% finish, The Romanoffs 19, from 1613 to 1918 by Simon Seabag Montefiore. At 112 with 3% or 2% finish, a History of the Ottoman Empire by du- by Douglas A. Arnold by Douglas A. Howard. All right, 113 with two percent finish. 521 
the story of Ted Williams' home runs by Paul by Bill Nolan. And 114 with 2% finish, Grant and Sherman, the friendship that won the Civil War by Charles Bra- Bracelin Flood. And 115 with 2% finish, John Adams by uh, David uh, McCullough. At 116 with 2% finish, Jutland 1960, Death in the Great Death in the Gray Lit Waste by Nigel Steele and uh, Peter Hart. At 117 with 2% finish, Primetime Propaganda, the true Hollywood story of how the left took over your television by Ben Shapiro. And number 118 with 2% finish, Ty Cobb, A Terrible Beauty by Charles Learson. At 119 with a 2% finish, Willie Wallace, Heart of a Lion by Willie Wallace, Jim McGillanley, Archie McFar- Mc- McPherson, uh, Michael Nolan, Rod Stewart, and uh, Paul Brennan. At number 120 with 1% finish, uh, American Ulysses, The Life of the... Life of Ulysses S. Grant by a Roger by Ro, by Ronald C. White Jr. at 102 with a 1% finish. Day of Infamy: The Bombing of Pearl Harbor by a Walter Lord at 122 with a 1% finish. From Colony to Superpower: U.S. Foreign Relations Since 1776 by George C. Herring at 123 with 1% finish. Uh, Grant by a Ron Chernow at 102. 24 with 1% finish, Tower of Skulls, a history of the Asia-Pacific War from July 1937 to May 1942 by uh, Richard B. Frank. And 125 with 1% finish and last place, William Tecumseh Sherman, In Service of My Country, A Life by James Lee McDonough. So Warsaw 1920 is leading the way by like 4%. So basically, I feel like they're going to clinch this in the next round. In the next round, so pretty much. So yeah. So Warsaw nineteen twenty might be the book we read next, or book report we we'll do next. Depends. All right. We'll go to break and then come back and wrap up the show. All right. So we are back. So wrap up the show. A little apologies for like kind of like stuttering a little bit in that uh book. Book leak standings. I'd also kind of want to explain to you why I've like picked some of the books I did, like the Showtime book or the 100 Fangs Spurs fans or Sharks fans or Green Bay Packers great stories from or tales from the Green Bay Packers sidelines. Yeah. Um, somewhat, I mean, I'm really not sure. I kind of just want to like read a book basically, just and some of those books, and they kind of seem a little interesting too. Yeah. It's kind of a free for all. Yeah, I'm already sure. But yeah, the only thing is uh, we are now a year into the show. We are into a year of the show. And La La Podcast lasts even like four or five episodes. So we should actually be proud that we actually got this far into the show. Like over a year of recording podcasts. Pretty neat. So awesome. So yeah. Yeah, from... And we've seen it all, yeah, from the Red Sox basically not repeating as champions. The Patriots kind of got Red Sox and Patriots not repeating as champions. Um, The Red Sox cheating scandal, which we found out proven they weren't really actually cheating, or at least to the point in there close to what the Astros were doing. Um, Tom Brady leaving town. The Celtics and the Bruins starting to do good. Celtic football winning another nine in a row. Um. 
little bit of Chelsea and stuff like that and uh, coronavirus and just weird stuff. Yeah, so over a year, why? Just, yeah. But I do think all those people that have, like, listened by and uh, or listened to the show and, like, um, still keep following us and stuff like that. So I do thank those from, like, basically people in the United States, Ireland, uh, Germany, India, and uh, Canada. Thank you for uh, doing that, giving us support and stuff like that. We couldn't do it without you guys, the fans and the supporters. It's really good. But yeah. Awesome. All right. Anything else before we wrap up the show? All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for giving this opportunity to share and keep doing what I love. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you can. Follow the show on Twitter at Junkyard Dog or at uh, Twitter at Podcast Royal. And then follow my personal Twitter page at Junkyard Dog underscore 92. We will have those in the details of the episode. And then follow the show on tip or follow the show on Instagram at uh Follow, follow the show on Instagram at Royal Rooters 1992 and then follow the TikTok page at Royal Rooters 1992 unless um, somehow it gets banned because I've been hearing that it's probably going to get banned pretty soon or like Trump's going to sign an executive order. So if that's the case, then we might just get rid of TikTok. I'm not really sure. It depends on what happens tomorrow. All right. Then follow the show, follow the show on Spotify, Apple, Google, Raker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast from, doesn't matter to us. And with that being said, I feel like that about do it. See you guys. Banyana. told me go make yourself some friends or you'll be lonely once i was seven years old it was a big big world but we thought we were bigger pushing each other to the limits we were learning quicker by 11 smoking herb and drinking burning liquor Never rich, so we were out to make that steady bigger. Once I was 11 years old, my daddy told me, Go get yourself a wife, or you'll be lonely. Once I was 11 years old. I always had that dream like my daddy before me So I started writing songs, I started writing stories Something about that glory just always seemed to bore me Cause only those I really love will never really know me Once I was 20 years old, my story got told Before the morning sun when life was lonely Once I was 20 years old I only see my goals, I don't believe in failure Cause I know the smallest voices, they can make it major I got my boys with me, at least those in favor And if we don't eat before I leave, I hope I'll see you later Once I was 20 years old, my story got told I was fighting about everything I saw before me Once I was 20 years old
Songs have been sold. We've traveled around the world and we're still roaming. Soon we'll be 30 years old. I'm still learning about life. My woman brought children for me so I can sing them all my songs and I can tell them stories. Most of my boys are with me. Some are still out seeking glory and some I had to leave behind. My brother, I'm still sappy. Soon I'll be 60 years old. My daddy got 61. Remember life and then your life becomes a better one. I made a man so happy when I wrote a little once. I hope my children come and Visit once or twice a month Soon I'll be 60 years old Will I think the world is cold Or will I have a lot of children Who can go me Soon I'll be 60 years old Soon I'll be 60 years old Will I think the world is cold Or will I have a lot of children Who can go me Soon I'll be 60 years old Once I was seven years old, Mama told me, Go make yourself some friends or you'll be lonely. Once I was seven years old, once I was seven years old. Go home, please.